Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchises to subgenres to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for a new episode and get ready to dive into the world of film with my top five from The Ray Taylor Show. This episode, I am going to be ranking my top five Rocky films. Uh, This is a franchise that I have not seen. I hadn't seen all of the movies until recently. Obviously, I had seen the first Rocky. I had seen Rocky Balboa. uh, And I I probably have seen the sequels in one extent or to to one extent or another you know whether they were on at a place and i I just i I never watched these movies and to pay attention to them really until now uh so there were a few of these movies that were my first time watch obviously the in pop culture just i would know a lot of the things that happen in these movies uh have been referenced in many things in pop culture so Maybe I had uh, a memory of watching these movies when I was younger, or maybe it was just via osmosis from existing. But either way, this past week, I watched all six Rocky movies. I am not including the Creed films. Uh, There is a third Creed film that is coming out, I believe, this year. Um, But I did not include those, so I may do a separate top five where I do include the Creed films, because I, I would like to know where those stack up with the Rocky oeuvre, the Rocky universe of films. Uh, and this is, you know, my uh, my first, my, or my second, I should say, my second uh, franchise, film franchise, that was created by Sylvester Stallone, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and for all those that aren't aware, just to clarify... Uh, the Rocky films are about this down-and-out boxer, this journeyman boxer in Philadelphia, right? Um, he's also muscle for a loan shark, you know, fighting in small fights, at least at the beginning of this franchise in the first film, right? This is a franchise that embodies all of the many sports tropes. Uh, that first film almost embodies all of these sports tropes. Uh, whether it's the underdog story, uh, whether it's the underdog story, a redemption arc, uh, mentor protege relationship, uh, the injury comeback, or the you know the comeback in general, I think there could be a lot of uh, a lot of things that can take somebody out, and any kind of comeback story is great. In in this one, he does deal with an eye issue, but. He never really comes back from any kind of injury necessarily, uh, but he does lose everything at one point, which also, where whether it's the first film or, you know, subsequent films, there is the rags to riches trope. Uh, there is the team building narrative where there is many times where not necessarily a team, but he is uh, surrounding himself in different uh, movies with different coaches, new training partners, new environments, 
there is obviously the intense rivalry aspect, the intense rivalry trope of sports movies. Obviously, Apollo Creed being uh, the main rival for a couple of the film, at least the beginning of this franchise. And then obviously other rivals coming through for the different movies. Uh, this isn't necessarily a true story. But the film, despite not being a directly a true story, it is inspired by and many aspects are borrowed heavily from true events. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have your standard sports trauma, drama, uh, you know, believing in yourself, overcoming doubt, uh, trying to, you know, deal with people on the outside, giving you advice good advice bad advice telling you to call it quits uh not believing in you all of those aspects of a sports drama are are present in all of these movies um and it stays like pretty grounded i would say throughout the majority of films right there's definitely a, a film where things get a little fantastical there are definitely some like okay this is like a superhero like, this isn't really necessarily believable, but for the most part, I would say a lot of aspects of the Rocky franchise, as opposed to the other Sylvester Stallone franchise, Rambo, uh, which definitely is a lot more fantastical elements to that movie, where an action hero versus this sports hero. Uh, so it primarily stays pretty, pretty grounded. And a great franchise, I would say, uh, similarly to Ro the Rambo, I would say, you know, I would say this is actually more consistent of a franchise than even Rambo, despite Rando being pretty good. Like all the movies are pretty entertaining, right? They definitely fluctuate a little bit more, which I think this one, for the most part, stays in the same air. It doesn't really fly off the handles too much, aside from one one of the movies. Um but let's get into it, shall we? As I rank my, t I count down my top five Rocky films. So, of course, there are six Rocky films. So, one of the six films will not be on my list, but I will definitely talk about it at the end to let you know what my thoughts are. But let's start it off with my fifth favorite Rocky film. This is a film that, uh, you know, there's an aspect of this movie that bothered me that I didn't buy and because of that it it kept getting knocked down and down but not off the list altogether I would say this movie could have been very high on my list if not for the one aspect that I had a problem with uh, but that movie coming in at number five is Rocky 2 from 1979 the sequel the follow-up to Rocky in every sequel of this movie basically begins with the end of the previous film. So this movie ends with the the or begins I should say with the end of the first Rocky where Rocky loses to Apollo Creed ultimately in their in their match, uh, but it is a split decision. It is the first time that any of Apollo Creed's opponents went the decision with him. Uh, so in many ways, a, a victory for Rocky. It was his intent to just survive 
all the rounds with with Apollo Creed, and in many ways he was victorious. He achieved his goal. He did something that a lot of people didn't think he could do. So the end of the first movie is how this one begins. And part of that is to reiterate how I, I imagine that Apollo Creed in the ring says he doesn't want a rematch. But then seeing all of the press that it drew up and seeing the fact that it was a split decision uh, victory for him, there's a lot of people that want to see. There's a lot of appetite for a rematch. So while they're both recovering after the first fight, uh, Apollo says calls him out publicly. You know, he's a good promoter, uh, publicly calling out Rocky, saying he wants to do it again, you know, despite saying the in you know the end of the first movie uh you have rocky who has the potential vision problems so you know his wife to, or you know adrian doesn't want to to see him get hurt he doesn't want to lose his vision uh but you also see that that apollo definitely a little bit more hurt than rocky after taking a little bit longer to recuperate uh seemingly than rocky after that first fight uh, but this movie is, you know, Rocky's super excited. He's got an injection of money after after just taking the fight uh, and getting all these opportunities. Uh, after he leaves the hospital, he they instantly get married. Him and Adrian, they get married. Uh, they eventually have a baby. He's spending all of the money that he got pretty fast, buying a car, buying fancy clothes, buying watches, buying a house buying a house that he barely even looked at like they didn't even go upstairs to look at the house just assuming it's good right definitely definitely spending all the money without having any anything to fall back on nothing to maintain that lifestyle right definitely an aspect of sp sport that a lot of athletes fall victim to where they get an injection of money more money than they've ever had before and they end up blowing it pretty quick uh he gets opportunities to do commercials but he is atrocious as an actor uh specifically doing this like caveman ad for this cologne or whatever just absolutely bad actor not very good at reading um he even tries to get a regular job working at the meat plant that Polly worked at, right? Uh, and then he gets this opportunity. Apollo wants to do a rematch. Uh, R Rocky is, I was going to call him Rambo. Rocky wants, obviously needs money. He's not suited for regular jobs. You know, he has this new lifestyle now to maintain. So, of course, he signs off despite having an eye issue, right? despite the fact that he could potentially lose his vision in one of his eyes. So he goes back with his coach, Mickey, and they come up with an idea that he's going to box right hand. He's, he's a, generally a southpaw, you know, left-handed dominant. And Mickey's like, we're going to train you how to fight orthodox. You're going to be a right-handed fighter, which is kind of ridiculous to in some way before the second match before the second fight to all of a sudden learn completely new footwork learn completely new boxing technique like the other way it is very difficult it is not something that is easy to do to learn how to do something with your opposite hand 
Uh, obviously, it's something that could be done. I'm sure there's definitely fighters that have done that. But to do that between two fights is a little crazy. Not the thing in this movie that made that I had a problem with. The reason why this movie is at number five is because eventually through the course of this, while Adrian eventually gives birth to their, their son, she ends up go, getting in a coma, right? And when she's in the coma, Rocky stops training, doesn't do any training, no preparation whatsoever. And then all of a sudden she wakes up and she tells him, I want you to win. And then he instantly starts training, right? And it's just like easily, like it's just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, not only having to learn how to fight completely different, but also to spend the majority of the time between the fights not doing any training whatsoever because his wife is in a coma. And then the fact that she would wake up and just like excitedly you know, I want you to win, right? I want you to, I want you to do it. I want you to win. Like it, it cheesy is an issue. I had an issue. I had, that was the one issue. I was like, well, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. Um, other than that, you know, it's a great, it's a great follow-up to the first movie, right? It definitely shows the one thing I love about this franchise is that it does show a lot of the issues that fighters deal with in a fighter's career the what problems can happen when you're doing really well what problems can happen when you're making a lot of money the problems that can happen when you run out of that money you come accustomed to a lifestyle and you almost have to f keep fighting despite the risk of severe health things you know you see that all over the place in the fight world so i do love that but that aspect of it where she wakes up from a coma. She's like, I want you to win. He's like, okay, I'm going to train really good. Which is fine. Whatever. This also has the great scene where he's running. As he does in every movie. During the training montage. But in this one, you know, all everybody's excited for him. In the town. And you see all the kids running with him. Uh, and it's the fight is scheduled to be fought in Philly. So it's a home school advantage. He has all the support from his neighbors. Uh, and during the fight, he has zero defense as he does in all but one movie. Uh, there is one movie where actually has good boxing technique. Uh, but in all the other ones, he does not block punches. He does not try to slip punches or dodge punches. He is perfectly fine with catching every single punch on his face in almost all of these movies. Um, and the end is pretty dramatic, The where they both both him and Apollo fall and it's who can get up before the 10 count and Rocky is able to just stand. It's kind of dramatic, pretty great, pretty great end, you know? So that's number five is Rocky two. There's no, Oh, she wakes up. I want you to win all of a sudden Rocky. I've been, I've been thinking about it while I was in my coma. He's like, okay, Adrian, I'm going to fight right-handed. Kind of ridiculous. So anyway, not the most wacky of the movies, but that one problem bothered me enough to put it down there at five. So moving on to number four, my fourth favorite movie. Uh, this is a movie that I would say is probably the wackiest, right? Uh, but not too. It's got some fun stuff. Don't get me wrong, but it is by far the most 
off the rails of this these six movies, in my opinion. Uh, so coming in at number four is Rocky Four. Uh, so this one obviously begins with the end of Rocky Three, which at the end of Rocky Three he beats Mr. T, uh, and he ends up having a sparring match with Apollo Creed, who he trained with Apollo Creed to get ready for Mr. T, which that's not his name. Um, I forget his name is like, uh, it's, uh, what is his name? I don't know. It's, I'm not going to look it up. Um, but this movie is where he fights Drago, right? It's, he goes to Russia, all that stuff. Uh, so it begins with him sparring with Apollo Creed. Uh, definitely the cheesiest movie of the franchise, I would say. You have uh, Polly getting, for his birthday, getting a robot, cheesy. Um, very on the nose, where it's like, this fight isn't against the Russians. It's against you, Rocky, right? Apollo wants to fight this Russian guy who's like this, using new technology to train. He's got, like, super strong punching power, uh, and... Apollo is desperate to get back into boxing, right? He's he's not he's not he's not signing the autographs he once did. He needs this injection of of the spotlight. He needs the spotlight back on him. And there's this Russian that wants to get into the American boxing world, but you know, because of the fear that maybe there's, you know, steroids going on and other things because Russia uh, he, it's hard for him to be legitimized. So Apollo always willing to be the American to, you know, that was the whole marketing thing with the first one. It's like, oh, it's the American way. I'm going to give this nobody Rocky Balboa a shot at the title, right? Cause it's the American dream. And now it's America with Apollo Creed versus Russia, right? And, uh, they, they do an exhibition match super over the top like even more over the top than the first apollo creed walkout in the first rocky right and this one he's got james brown singing he's got dancers dancing it is this whole show all for uh an exhibition match right the fight isn't going well there is a point where he is not doing good he is very hurt the ref goes in to stop the fight, and Drago pushes the ref off to continue to beat Apollo, which is insane. Like, you can't just do that. And then Rocky, because he told Rocky not to throw in the towel, right? We got, they, they always say the same thing. Very common thing in fighters. They don't want to give up. They don't want their team to throw in the towel. So Rocky doesn't throw in the towel, and of course, this is the one where not only does Apollo die, while he is dead in the ring, laying like Jesus in in Rocky's lap, you have instantly, they're doing the post-fight interview in the ring with Drago, and Drago's like, if he dies, he dies, right? Like, it is wacky. <laughs> it's like, there's no, none of that stuff would happen. If somebody was, like, unconscious on the thing, they would wait until he's cleared off before they did the post-fight post interview. And you definitely wouldn't be saying, if he dies, he dies, right? But it's the evil Russian, so, you know, that's the uh, that's what 
Sylvester Stallone was writing at the time. I think he wrote this one, right? I think he wrote a lot of them. Yeah, wrote and and uh, directed this one. And you could kind of tell Sylvester Stallone's po- politics through some of these movies for sure. But so if he dies, he dies. And of course, so this movie is Rocky getting back into it and wanting to now take on this Russian and fighting in Russia, which also means that he is training in Russia with Polly. He has access to no training equipment. Meanwhile, Drago, who is levels larger, he is there is a massive size difference between Rocky and Drago. Drago is using all of the state-of-the-art equipment to measure his performance and do the best training. Meanwhile, it's Rocky, the old guy, doing unconventional training, chopping wood. Instead of running upstairs, he's running up a mountain, right? And this is a movie where, again, when they start fighting, it is back to zero defense for Rocky, Um which is there, like I said, I'll get to it when I get to that movie. There is one movie where he actually has good defense, which is so surprising. But me, in all the other ones, it disappears. Even though it shows up, he doesn't maintain his ability to have good boxing defense. Um, you see the massive size difference when he fights Drago. The only reason there's any kind of momentum shift in this fight is because Drago gets cut, right? And then it kind of, and it's like all of rocky's fights they all end up being a war and because they end up being a war there's a level of respect that happens but in this one it is the the russian crowd that starts cheering on rocky in russia right and everybody all the russian politicians are angry at drago it's like you're not even the you've lost the crowd the crowd is like on it's like cheering on rocky and after the fight right obviously he wins Rocky being interviewed and he's talking about how when he first got to Russia everybody hated him and he has this thing where he's like if I can change and you can change then everybody can change right and everybody cheers and so happens that that fight was also on Christmas so I'm sure there's people that consider on some wacky level Rocky 4 to be a Christmas movie uh, but definitely the cheesiest movie out of all of them, the the super patriotic nature of like, oh, this American goes over to Russia and then like everybody falls and like nobody can help not loving Rocky, uh, even when he's beating up their their you know great white hope in in Russia. So anyway, number four, Rocky four. By far the the cheesiest of the movies. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote. Are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, 
a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspired Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. To moving on to number three, also kind of cheesy aspects of this one. Not really. I actually kind of liked some of the, the things in this one. Some nice references, some homages to the franchise. But coming in at number three, my third favorite Rocky film is Rocky Balboa. So this is the one before the Creed franchise. This one came out in 2006. I remember watching this in theaters and being like, okay, it's whatever. Uh, and in this franchise, it's it's all right. It's it's it does the Rocky thing in a lot of ways. It it, it is almost like a legacy sequel in a lot of ways, where it's like kind of a reboot. Like it does a lot of the same things as the original Rocky movie, but in a different way. Like it is definitely an older Rocky. But it starts off with the Take Me Back doo-wop group from the first and i think the second they were in a couple of the movies uh that music's playing adrian's dead right you have rocky visiting her her grave you know and uh leaving flowers so she's not in this movie you have he has a restaurant it's named after her he has that spider uh the guy that he fought at the very beginning the first rocky movie that he beat uh, before he got the opportunity to fight Apollo Creed, that guy is like a regular that shows up to his restaurant, and they're old pals, and he like lets them eat there for free and hang out for free and all that kind of stuff. So kind of an interesting aspect to that story. You see uh, him, you know, at his restaurant. He just tells his his stories to all of his patrons, right? You go there, you eat a good meal, and you get to hear all these stories from the legend. I'm sure is a very common thing. A lot of athletes own restaurants i'm sure a lot of them do that same type of thing tell the stories to their patrons uh he kind of goes on this tour with polly for some reason right they're still in philadelphia his you know he tries to invite his son to come to the restaurant but his son doesn't show up so he ended up he ends up just driving around town to all of the original locations of the first movie so you can have the flashbacks Right, doesn't really fit with the movie or whatever, but at the same time has a nice nostalgia to it. Right, he goes all the original locations. He goes to the pet shop that's now you know run down, uh, that's right next door to the gym. That's all everything's run down and dilapidated. They go. He goes to his apartment uh, that he used the eighteen eighteen apartment. Uh, he goes to the ice rink that used to be there, but now it's just a pile of rubble where he went on his first date with Adrian. It's kind of this pointless scene that doesn't make any. Why would Rocky go on a tour of Philadelphia with Polly? Uh, obviously, he misses his wife, but it's like it's they're only doing it because it's a movie and they want to like in some ways recap some of the events of the first movie to remind everybody. It's like, hey, remember this this love that was part of the movie for the first movie. Then they have this video game simulation, right? There's this new up and comer heavyweight champ. He can't get a lot of 
boxing they do this video game simulation where it's like would he be able to fight rocky how would he do against the old champ and in the simulation rocky wins so they decide in order to pump the numbers for this new this champion that's kind of falling off not as popular they're like we're going to do an exhibition match where we're going to have this young heavyweight champion do an exhibition match with this old rocky balboa this old guy doesn't work out, doesn't box. He's not in shape. He runs a restaurant. We're going to do an exhibition match. So, you know, it's uh, kind of crazy, right? He wants to box again. You know, Dixon versus Rocky. And that's the aspect that's like, okay, whatever. There's no way. And even when they're, you know, getting set up to train, his son comes to help, you know, be part of his crew or whatever. But, you know, his his coach is like, well, you're old. You have got arthritis, so you're not going to be moving fast. You're not going to be doing all this. We got to just focus on power, right? So he's doing power lifting and doing all these different things to, like, just lose weight, but also just to increase power. Which is like, okay, Uh this is one of the only ones, maybe the only one that's actually shot like a fight when the exhibition comes up. Like the cameras they used are the same cameras that they would use at an actual back boxing event. It's shot like the crowd is legit, like the way it's shot in the the actual fight. Like there's no camera. I don't think there's any cameras inside the ring necessary it's shot very much like how a boxing match would be fought which i enjoyed that i think it you know brings a level of authenticity to uh the match in a match that would never take place and even the the commission doesn't want to license him they would never license him but whatever they do and there's no way he would survive any of that he would get gassed he would have run in the reality of this fight rocky balboa would have gassed out early would have gassed out early and Dixon would have just been able to pick him apart and destroy him. There was there would be no competition, right? Just because he would have no stamina and he would have the inability to move. It, it would have been a open shut case of of just destruction. But like the first movie, he survives. And despite how unrealistic it is, it still has those things of like, yeah, you're still cheering on Rocky, right? Because it's still Rocky, right? He's this mythical creature in a lot of ways. And it's just like you just want him to survive. And it turns out the same way, right? It's uh, the exact same as the first movie where it's a split decision. Rocky still lost, but at least he competed. He made it a split decision, right? Whatever. Cool. He survived. Just surviving is the win. Uh, definitely very cheesy. Uh, but in a different way than Rocky IV, I would say. Um, and mirrors the first Rocky in a lot of ways. So coming at number three is Rocky Balboa. Moving on to my second favorite Rocky film. This could easily, I would say this movie is the best Rocky film. It's just not my favorite Rocky film. So it is here at number two. But I could see easily people saying, and I would agree, the best Rocky film. But this is my top five list. And uh, with that clarification, this movie is a great movie. This is also the movie that started it all. So coming in at number two is Rocky, the very first Rocky. 
definitely by far the best like capital F film, right? It is the movie. It's not just sports. It is the love story with Rocky and Adrian. It is this guy who's down and out, who's kind of a lot of ways at the tail end of his career that he never really did anything with, kind of threw his career away in a lot of ways. It is him teaming up with Mickey, who really, once he gets this opportunity, like Mickey really does a good job at like, listen, you have this opportunity. I have a lot of knowledge I want to impart to you. I think we can really make this happen. And there's great dramatic moments in this in this movie. There's sweet, like, love story moments between him and Adrian. Uh, the idea that he just wants to do the thing that nobody's ever been able to do with Apollo, right, just survive through the fight, not lose the fight. But if he can just survive and, and go to a decision with Apollo Creed, which nobody has done before, he will take that as a victory, right? There's even the moment where he tells Adrian, it's like, if I, it's like, just even not, just not being finished by Apollo, just getting to a decision with him will be a, a victory. So that's kind of what his goal ends up being. Um, and obviously you have the great training montage, which is in every movie. Um, you seeing him, you know, not only fighting the amateur fights before getting the opportunity, but also as he's like the muscle for loan sharks. Um, and this, the fight is a whole gimmick with Apollo. Like he couldn't book any fights. Nobody wants to fight him. So to sell this fight is that he's giving this no name guy, this opportunity, right? Which makes sense, makes sense more than a lot of the other matchups that come in this franchise, right? The American dream. Um, and then you have people reaching out to help him like Mickey, like even Polly, like all these kind of people want to help. Um, and Polly, drunk, alcoholic, kind of a toxic person, maybe not the best guy to help him out. He's the guy that, you know, ends up being bad luck for them in the long run. Uh, but he's got him who's, you know, the brother of Adrian. Uh, you have uh, during the fight. Rocky, like in every movie except for one of them, is catching every punch in the face. Uh, he ends up landing a great uppercut against Apollo Creed, which kind of changes early on in the first round, which kind of shows that he's in it, right? And it ends up being a war, right? Everybody who fights Rocky, despite landing every single punch on Rocky's head, right? They have this inability to to take him out. And there was an MMA fight. Chris Lieben was very similar in a lot of ways, like just somebody that you couldn't knock out. And he accepted getting punched in the head. Um, and he had like kind of an up and down career, but Forrest Griffin also very similarly, like a guy that really turned up, right. Started performing better in a fight. Once he started bleeding, um, kind of needed to get hit in the head before he actually started fighting. Uh, but yeah, definitely a war of a fight. At the end, no rematch, right? And he's like, I don't want one. So, of course, that changes at the, the next film. But it's a split decision loss. But he got, not only did he survive to get a decision, but he convinced one of the judges to score it for Rocky, which I thought was interesting. And then, he, you know, of course, he spouts his love for Adrian at the end of the fight. Beautiful film. By far the best film, like movie, of the franchise top to bottom like as a capital f film 
but not my favorite. My favorite movie, which I was completely surprised. I don't know if I – I'm sure I had watched this movie at some point when I was younger. But after watching it in succession and seeing this movie, there's a lot of things that I love that this movie does that comes in at number one. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show my favorite rocky film is rocky three right this one starts at the end of two the dramatic 10 count where it's him and apollo who gets up fast rocky gets up faster beats apollo right goes from split decision loss to beating apollo at the last second uh beating out that 10 count uh you have so now Rocky is the champion montage of him defending his belt. And then you see Mr. T clubber Lang uh, is the kind of the new up and coming challenger that is biting, gnawing at the bit to fight Rocky, wanting his opportunity to get his chance at the belt. Uh, you're also seeing Rocky do some kind of fun exhibition matches where he fights a wrestler Hulk Hogan for like a charity event which I thought was fun, kind of an early MMA-style fight. Uh, pretty fun. There's the scene where he's, you know, tells his corner to rip off his gloves and, and does a good job at fighting Hulk Hogan back. And at the end of it, they're all pals. Like, will you still give me a picture? I want a picture. Uh, pretty great. This is the one where he gets a statue, right? He's, he's, he's at the top of his game, Rocky Balboa, right? He's getting the big money. He's getting all the things, getting all these opportunities. They build a statue to honor him. And then Mickey quits. Mickey's like, I don't want to do this anymore, Rocky. I can't do this anymore. Right? He's got the big house. Mickey's living in the house. And he's like, I gotta, I'm moving out. I don't want to be part of this. Right? He wants him to retire. He doesn't want him to have to fight uh, Clubber Lang. Right? He doesn't want to fight Mr. T. And he's like, at this place, like you saw this happen with uh, Conor McGregor, right? Exploded, got the belt, defended his belt, whatever, proved that he was able to do the thing, made a ton of money. And in this one, like there's training where he's like training, but it's like during a party. Like this is this crazy party event with a ring. And it's like so like he's clearly not focused on training. He's clearly just enjoying his life as a rich person now. And Mickey's just tired of it, right? But decides to help him train for this last fight. But pre-fight, right, Clubber, st Clubber Lang starts this squabble in the, the, the background, pushes Mickey. Mickey, like, hurts himself, right? So he's gone for the fight. He's, like, holding on for dear life, right, suffering in the background while Rocky is out fighting – the, his most dangerous competition for the heavyweight belt. Of course, he loses, 
And after he loses, Mickey dies. Like, the, the roller coaster of emotions in this. Like, it's got some really fun moments. It's got some tragic moments, right? Mickey dies after he loses, right? And then Apollo Creed reaches out. He's like, listen, I know what you need, right? You don't have your training guy. You know, Mickey's gone. So you need to come. Like, they formed this bond through fighting their rematch. Apollo's retired. And he's like, come out to California, work with my crew, and I'll teach you some new sh- new tricks, right? So it's finally, one, the only movie, the only Rocky movie that he actually has good defense. Because when he actually gets the rematch with Clubber Lang, he is, for the only time in the entire franchise, Rocky is blocking punches and he is slipping punches, which for whatever reason after this movie, completely forgets it when he fights Drago. There is zero defense in any other movie, whether it's when he fights Drago or whether it's when he's old. This is the only movie where he actually shows that he can, that he learned to box, which is crazy, which is another reason why I love this, right? Fun moments, huge up and down roller coaster of emotions, uh, you know, kind of forming this, continuing to form this bond with Apollo great right great finally avoiding punches actual defense and then of course he wins he beats clever lang and the whole time like apollo's like because i'm helping you that means you owe me one right i need you to do something for me after this fight so after he wins the thing that he apollo creed wanted is like i want like our last fight was down to a second where we both had this 10 count and you got up a second before I did, right? I, that doesn't sit well with me. So, of course, he wants to finish it off with a sparring match, right? Which we don't see the sparring match. We see the very first punch being thrown. Loved this movie. This is such a fun movie. It has by far the best boxing that Rocky Balboa has in any movie. Every other movie, he is just eating punch. Every single punch that is thrown in every other movie lands, and this is the first movie where he actually has good punching, right? By far the best box. A lot of fun boxing matches. It has him at the highest of highs and then loses kind of everything, right? Loved it. Loved it. So that is why at number three, or number one, I should say, my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky Three. Not necessarily the best capital F film. I would say Rocky is a better film, but my favorite Rocky film is Rocky Three. For sure. So, of course, the honorable mention is Rocky V, which in a lot of ways is very similar to the Creed franchise. This is one where he brings in Tommy, who is uh, kind of like he's like, you know, bringing him in to coach Tommy. Right. And his son is jealous and is getting into trouble. Right. They lose everything. Right. Polly signs power of attorney over to their accountant, steals all their money. So they go from having everything to having to move back to Philadelphia. His kid who's grown up rich and all this privilege now has to go to a public school in Philadelphia dealing with bullies. Obviously, his dad is Rocky Balboa, so he ends up getting picked on. But not a horrible movie, but definitely my least favorite, my least favorite. And I think the Creed films 
do a better version of that. And that one ends in a street fight, which is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It also has a promoter that I think is supposed to be like a a Don King promoter type of guy. Um, But yeah, my least favorite of the six Rocky films is Rocky Five. So that is my honorable mention. Uh, But let me recap my list real quick and we'll get out of here. This is my top five Rocky movies. Starting off with number five is Rocky Two. Number four is Rocky Four. Number three is Rocky Balboa. Number two is Rocky. And my favorite Rocky film is Rocky Three. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my rankings and my in-depth insights on why I picked the movies I picked for my Top 5 of Rocky films. Uh, Let me know how you would rank the Rocky franchise. Would love to hear it. Uh, Are there any, obviously, uh, it's a pretty, all the movies are there. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens in the Creed franchise, see how those stack up. Uh, But I would love to hear how you would rank the Rocky films, definitely. Uh, And don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you're watching this episode. And until next time, see you again next week for more Top 5. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.